listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Thursday show for you, some college football talk. Nick Saban is going to be broadcasting next year. With that said, somebody else on the game day set might have committed a faux pas, so to speak. We're talking about Kirk Herbstreit. One of the best, if not the best, college football analysts might have overstepped his bounds recently. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. That's coming up on Sunday. There's prop bets. Andy Reid I want to talk a little bit about in regards to his coaching because what he's doing, and if you look at his career now, I think there's an argument to be made. One of the best coaches in the history of the NFL. We'll get to all that and more momentarily. But the big game is finally here. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. With dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online. The game starts here. All right, let's start with the biggest news of the day yesterday in college football. I don't think it comes as a surprise to a lot of people because in his exit interview, in his final interview that he did, or his first interview that he did after retirement with ESPN, Nick Saban kind of hinted to the fact that he's probably going to have a job in television wherever he wants it. And he is going to go through with that. As it was announced yesterday, Nick Saban is going to join the set of College Game Day. He's going to join Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, Lee Corso, Pat McAfee. Guess they're going to add another chair there. I mean, I think what's going to happen is the opening show is going to be your main people with McAfee and Corso, Herbstreet, and Desmond Howard. And then for most of the segments, Nick Saban has come in and be an analyst and talk about it. And you can say what you want about Nick Saban, how you might think he's a tyrant and he never smiles and the guy is never happy. This guy, number one, is the greatest college football coach we've ever seen. And number two, if you've ever heard him sit down and talk football, he's an encyclopedia. I could listen to Nick Saban talk football for days. The guy's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. So putting him on the college game day set to break down matchups, to talk about things going on in the sport. The guy is so bright. You know, for 72 years old, he is sharp as a tack. He articulates very, very well. He's perfect for television. Yeah, he could probably still coach, but he sees the way the sport is going, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot of opinions on how college football is, and maybe he might even let you in a little inside to probably part of the reason why he left was he didn't like the way the sport was headed and it was basically just who can form the biggest collectives and dole out the most money to the guys in the portal or to keep your own players and when he came into football and when he was winning national championships that's not what college football was so with that said he's going to be excellent on the game day set and lee corso is iconic lee corso is always going to be the face of college football for espn everyone will remember what he does But in terms of watching him on the game day set, sometimes it's painful. 
He's just not all there. He's 88 years old. I don't expect him to be sharp as attack. I don't expect him to give me any sort of insight on any sort of game on who's going to win and why. He can't break down tape. I don't think he's ever broken down tape while he's been on the game day set. And this isn't to crap all over Lee Corso. I love the fact that they will keep him on that show until it's probably physically not possible. He is the face of college football. People love Lee Corso. They love the whole mascot thing at the end of game day. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I don't care if it's the same bit he's been doing for 20 years. That's what we love about Lee Corso. But that's a three-hour show. Lee Corso can't be on TV for three hours. He just doesn't have enough to offer. A lot of the stuff that he does say are from his notes in front of him. Hiring Nick Saban is about the smartest thing they could have done because you can still keep Lee Corso on there. You can still have him doing his bits. But now you've got a coach on there, a former coach. None of those guys on there are former coaches. Herb Street's a former player. Desmond Howard, a former player, former Heisman Trophy winner. But they've never had a former coach on there on the set. Fox Noon Saturday or Big Noon Saturday does with Urban Meyer. Now ESPN's got their rival in a coach that's better than Urban Meyer in Nick Saban. And he is going to offer really, really good insight because he's an encyclopedia when it comes to football. So I love the hire. I think it's great. I think it's going to add to game day. They're certainly the number one college football morning show on Saturdays. It's only going to get bigger with Saban, I believe. And I think this will work seamlessly. It's a, it was an it was a no brainer hire. We knew it was coming, but we finally got our official word yesterday. Now, speaking of college game day, did you see the latest that happened with Kirk Herbstreet? So the number one recruit, quarterback recruit in the nation for twenty twenty four is. Five-star quarterback Dylan Rayola. He had committed to the University of Georgia, or originally had committed to Ohio State. Then he changed his commitment to Georgia. But then he eventually flipped to Nebraska. His dad was an offensive lineman at Nebraska. So it's not far-fetched to think he would go to his dad's alma mater. But his dad did an interview with a podcast. Adam Gorney is his name for Rivals. And his dad said this, when this was happening, I'll bring out one guy's name. His name is Kirk Herbstreet. When he saw the smoke about Dylan entering, entertaining Nebraska, he was like, call me. And he was like, dude, if this is true, he's got to do it. His affinity for Nebraska, for a guy like that to tell me and get behind me, you know, I knew he needed to do it, but I wasn't going to sit here and say, you need to go change that place or be a part of the change of that place. So when Kirk told me that, you know, I was like, man, I had other coaches reach and say the place is special and Coach Rule is a special leader. So as this, you know, the article that I read on it said, what Kirk Herbstreet did isn't illegal at all. But this is the leading voice of ESPN College Football, the guy who analyzes the top game every Saturday night. Arguably, he's the biggest name in college football media, Kirk Herbstreet. So it's not illegal to call the father of the highest recruit and say, you know what, he should go to Nebraska. But I don't know if it's really the most, I don't know, ethical or moral thing 
for him to do. I mean, there's already people calling him out for it, saying he should not be getting involved in recruiting. I mean, here's all you need to know. When they go around the set every Saturday and they give their picks on the games, everybody's got a pick on who they think is going to win the game. They don't pick against the spread, but if there is a spread, obviously there's a spread on every game, they'll say, I mean, Corso loves to say it, you know, I like Air Force, but closer than the experts think. So he's basically saying, I like them to win, but I don't think they're going to cover if they're laying whatever, how many points. But have you ever noticed that any time they ask or they they go around the table for the Saturday night game that Kirk Herbstreit is calling, he's not allowed to give his pick. Okay? This is just a guy who's calling the game, and they won't even let him make a pick because they think there could be bias involved and people jumping down his throat and saying you're favoring this or favoring that. So if they're not letting him make a pick on TV of the game that he's calling, yeah, he probably shouldn't be calling the father of the number one recruit in the nation and telling him where he thinks he should go. You know? It's just not right. He's not doing anything illegal. He's not going to get arrested. But, I mean, Paul Feinbaum's even calling him out for this. He said, this is a bad look. It's a bad look for Kirk. I'm surprised Kirk did this. Now, he hasn't come out and responded to this yet, which is really weird because Kirk Herbstreit is very much on the pulse of what's going on and being said about him and about college football, and he's the first to tweet something out. The fact that he hasn't addressed this and this story has been out for, as the time I'm recording this, about four or five hours probably means, number one, it's true, and number two, he's trying to think of what to say. Maybe he will admit, you know what, I shouldn't have gotten involved. I think that's what his answer should be. You know, like I said, it's not like the end of the world. This isn't like a giant deal, and he's not going to get suspended by ESPN for this. At least I don't think he is because he didn't do anything illegal. But I don't know. This is a moral and ethical thing, and this is the biggest voice in the sport calling the father of a player saying, yeah, go here. I, it's a tough one. I don't know. You know, his dad played for Nebraska, so it's not far-fetched to think that Dylan would end up in Nebraska, but getting that final push from the biggest voice in college football media, hmm, it's a tough one. And I love Kirk Herbstreit. Love him. I think he's the best college football analyst out there. Not a huge fan of him on Thursday Night Football for the NFL. I just don't think he cares that much about the NFL. But him and Kirk, him and Chris Fowler are probably, I don't know, ever since, I mean, Keith Jackson switched partners a lot. Keith Jackson was the best play-by-play guy in college football history. But Fowler and Herbstreit on the big Saturday night game every week for college football I mean you can't get any better than that they are the best but this is this is definitely questionable and I wonder what Kirk's response to this is going to be what ESPN's response to this is going to be and what the other media think about this already one of his own colleagues at ESPN says this isn't a good look and I agree it's not but let's see what happens from here okay some Super Bowl talk in case you didn't know The Kansas City Chiefs are playing the San Francisco 49ers this Sunday. You know where I stand. I like the Chiefs. I also kind of like the under because, remember, the Chiefs' defense is what got them here. They haven't given up 30 points in any game this year. They haven't given up 400 yards to a team in any game this year. Right now the line is 247.5. I do like the Chiefs. I do like the under. Probably going to do a tease with them as well. 
But obviously one of the big things every season when it comes to Super Bowl time is the prop bets and the amount of prop bets and what they've got. You know, you go to Bet Online, who is our new sponsor here, just looking at their page, the amount of prop bets they have for this game are over about 350. I mean, you're, I mean, look, I just pulled the player props up. This is just on page one of the player props. You can pick the direction of Brandon Ayuk's first reception, left, middle, or right. <laughs> For Brandon Ayuk's first reception, direction, and yardage, you can go right 20 yards or more, middle 20 yards or more, left 20 yards or more, middle 10 to, nine, 10 to 19 yards, left 10 to 19 yards, right 10 to 19 yards. Like, just go, <laughs> go on down the line. Um Brock Purdy, yards on his first TD pass, over or under 13 and a half yards. I mean, anything you can think of when it comes to player props, you can bet. You can bet, obviously, uh, the anthem, the coin toss, the broadcast. Right now, the anthem is set for America the Beautiful is going to be sang by Post Malone. The over-under is 109.5 seconds. So what? What is that? Uh, 149 and a half? Minute 49 and a half? For Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem. Oh, wait, do they even have the national anthem? <sighs> they probably do what the time on that is. Um, oh, yeah, 80 length of national anthem by Reba McIntyre. 87 and a half seconds. So this is like one of the this is one of the lowest ones that I've seen in a while. A minute and 27 seconds. Usually this is up in the two minute range, but I guess Reba kind of speeds through it. And, you know, this is something that if you have an inside source who's actually working the field during rehearsals, you can probably get an easy winner on this. Right now, the over is minus 200. So they definitely think it's going over a minute and 27 seconds. So, or yeah, it's going to be a minute 28 or higher. So right now, that's where it's at. But, I mean, there's so many different things for the broadcast. Don't think they don't have a ton of Taylor Swift Um prop bets you know um i mean you can bet the stupidest thing the primary color of patrick mahomes headband how many times will olivia culpo be sh be shown she is christian mccaffrey's girlfriend they might be they might be fiance i don't even know if they're engaged but what will be said first mr irrelevant or the goat um it just <laughs> where will andy reed visit or eat after the game you can bet that. I don't even know how you're going to get an answer to this because how is anybody going to find out? Is somebody going to follow him? I'm not sure, but Burger King, In-N-Out, Five Guys, Smash Burger, Fat Boy, Jack in the Box, McDonald's, Wendy's, Shake Shack, Freddy's, or White Castle are all the answers, and right now Burger King is number one. Huh. Probably because they do Burger King commercials. But what, what 49ers athlete fan will be shown first? What 49ers fan will be shown first? What 49ers rapper fan will be shown first? What Chiefs fan will be shown first? I mean, my gosh, it is just nonstop. What touchdown celebration will happen first? There are so many things you can bet. If you're interested, go to Bet Online, open an account, check that out. But yeah, prop bets are really, really interesting. I did want to talk, though, finally about Andy Reid because Andy Reid is the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, as we know. 
he has reached the AFC Championship now six years in a row, and he's reached the Super Bowl in four of those six years. He's 2-1 and one so far. They beat the 49ers, and then last year they beat the Eagles, and then they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. So this is his fourth Super Bowl appearance in six years, and he's gone to six AFC championships with the Kansas City Chiefs. When he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, he took them to five NFC championships, including four in a row. You remember that? Andy Reid took the Eagles to four NFC championships in a row and lost the first three. And then he finally got there the fourth time, and they lost the Patriots by three. So here is a guy that has now been to 11 conference championship games, and he's now been in five Super Bowls because he went once with Philly. Nobody's been in more championship games except Bill Belichick, who's been in 13. Andy Reid is 65 years old. If, if he wins his third Super Bowl in four years with 11 NFC championships under his belt, numerous division titles, is it safe to say that Andy Reid is the second best head coach in NFL history? Shit, I think you might be able to say that even if they lose on Sunday. He's got the second most appearances in NFC championship games, just past Tom Landry by winning two weeks ago. Can you argue it? Because, and I don't want to say it's more impressive than Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick went to 13 all with the same team. And that was the Patriots when he had Tom Brady. Andy Reid has basically evened it out with two different teams, five times with the Eagles, six times with the Chiefs. So he's had completely different rosters. Yeah, he's had Patrick Mahomes for this run, but he went five times basically with Donovan McNabb. He's done it with two different teams, two different franchises, five times with one, six times with the other. I'm not – who's better? Who do you want on your sideline right now, Andy Reid or Bill Belichick? I think everyone's taking Andy Reid every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I'm not saying Bill Belichick is done and he's over the hill, but in the four years that he ha- hasn't had Tom Brady, he's done absolutely nothing. I think he made the playoffs once, and they got destroyed. So what is Bill Belichick without Tom Brady? I know what Tom Brady is without Bill Belichick, a Super Bowl champion in his first year without Bra- uh, without Belichick. He won it in Tampa when they beat the Chiefs 31-9. to So, I mean, that debate can go on and on forever. Bill Belichick is still the best coach in the history of the NFL because of what he accomplished. Nobody was even really close, but hey. I mean, shit, even if Reed wins on Sunday, it's the same as Mahomes. They'll be at three. Brady and Belichick. Well, Brady Belichick has six, and Brady has seven. So they'll be halfway there. And I don't know how many more years Reed has with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think anybody knows. Doesn't look like he's done after this year, for sure. He still wants to make those commercials and eat those nuggies. <laughs> you got to admit, those commercials are funny. When Andy Reid is there with Jake from State Farm and Patrick Mahomes and he wants to eat their nuggies. (laughs) That's a good one. But, yeah, I think Andy Reid is up there. I mean, he's not out of – you can't put him out of top three if you're ranking coaches. Maybe you want to throw in a Vince Lombardi because you just feel nostalgic 
about what he did for the Packers 50 years ago when it was a completely different game. I'm sorry. Andy Reid is the second best coach in my mind in the history of the NFL. And he has a chance to maybe surpass Bill Belichick. Maybe not necessarily in Super Bowl wins, but consistency and overall record and wins, he's going to be right there. He's going to be in that conversation. And for a long time in Philly, they wanted to run this guy out of town because all he could do was get them to the NFC Championship. Just imagine that. People were bitching that all Andy Reid could do was get them to the NFC Championship, but he couldn't get over that hump. And then he finally did one year, and they lost in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. But really, really good coach. He's loved by his players. Never seems to get in trouble or anything. You never see him involved in any controversy. Be really interesting to see if they can win back-to-back Super Bowls, which hasn't been done in 20 years, 03-04 Patriots. Last time anybody's gone back-to-back for Super Bowl. So that just proves that's not easy. And if he does, he's won three in six years in four appearances. That's not too shabby, and I don't think many coaches outside of Belichick can even claim that. So big, big game on Sunday for the Chiefs and for the Niners as well, of course. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Please hit play. It does not matter if it downloads to your podcast feed anymore. It's got to be played for me to get considered for a download. So please do that. If you miss a day, just go back and press play. Really appreciate it. Daily Roundup was posted an hour ago. Podcast number 377 with Tessa Tukes from Bachelor in Paradise Canada and her fiance, Joey Kirchner. You want to listen to that one because there's a major story that's hit that went viral a couple weeks ago that they were involved in. If you don't know about it, you might want to listen to it. So that's coming up in about an hour from now. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.